0: Five, four, three, two. Hi, Julian, how you doing? I'm Scuba Sam, Scuba Steve's father. You see, my boy needs to take a bath. Hey, welcome to One Dive at a Time. This is your host, Rob Anderson. I am coming out there. (laughs) I'm the founder and director of Neptune Warrior, where our mission is healing heroes, one dive at a time. I also operate the website scubarob.com, where you can find out a little more about holistic diving and what we do with a program called Aquatic Awakening. Hey, I got asked yesterday about... How to be a good, how to be a good dive buddy, and this this question came up in a text from Becky, again a new listener that I introduced uh, just briefly or said hello to yesterday on the, on the podcast. But I've been getting asked this question quite a bit, and to be honest, man, it's I feel like I'm a good dive buddy, and and maybe I need to take some self reflection to make sure that I really really am a good dive buddy. You have to understand that most of my career has been around leading other people on dives, taking other people diving, uh, taking them out being a guide or or being their dive master or being their instructor. And a lot of times when I'm diving for pleasure, I dive on my own. So I had to really think about this and, and think about the times that I do have an opportunity to just go out and dive and be a dive buddy. It's not part of a class. It's not part of leading a class or being a dive master supporting another instructor. But going out and just enjoying diving and not doing that on my own and, and being uh, you know be, being a recluse or someone who is off doing their own thing. But how do I, you know, how do I really support my fellow diver, my my dive partner? And I thought, you know, the other part of this is that there are a lot of similarities in being a good dive partner as there are of being a good friend or being a good boyfriend or being a, you know, a a good spouse, whatever it happens to be, you know, a good business partner. All those things tie in together. So I was gonna, I I wanted to just take a few moments to, to reflect on that and think about what are the things that make you know, that really make a good dive buddy. And I started thinking about different situations where I've been in, where I enjoyed that opportunity diving with someone and thinking about the people I really enjoy diving with and how we dive together. Now, Now, mind you, right now, I've got a group of people I dive with, but we dive together, but we dive separately. So in other words, we splash, we kind of, you know, drop down the anchor line and... We give an okay signal and we kind of just part our ways. But, you know, diving, you know, ever since you've been in open water, you've been taught, I've been taught that diving is a buddy sport and that diving, you need a partner, you need a dive buddy to go along with you. And I got to thinking, well, why? Why do we have that dive partner? And is it just somebody that you can splash in the water with and you can check the box and say, yeah, I've got... You know, when the dive master says, all right, you know, buddy up. How many times have I buddied up with someone and it's somebody else who tends to dive on their own or dive solo? How many times am I doing that just so that we can check the dive master box, drop, you know, and go drop in the water and we kind of take off and we do our own things? I mean, how, how good of buddies are, you know, are we really being? And I got I to gotta be honest with you. I think in most open water classes, you're not taught how to be a good dive buddy. You're taught how to, you're, you know, you're taught that you need a dive buddy. You're taught that you should have a dive buddy. And I think most open water classes, it's basically that a dive buddy is your redundant air source. You know, when it comes down to it, I mean, you think about all the different examples that you've had, you know, while going through open water and maybe some of your other training, and it comes down to this. Your dive buddy is there in case you run low on air. Now, granted, in a lot of classes, we say, you know, in case you get in trouble or in case there is, you know, some type, you know, some type of an event or you should be, you know, diving together. But I got to tell you, most people that I've been paired up with, I really don't like diving with unless I actually select that person out and say, hey, let's go diving. But then again as an instructor as a, and as a dive master oftentimes i'm getting the dive buddy that has a lot less experience and if i was to get in trouble and a few times where i have gotten really not into trouble but but complications on the dive i was still the one that had to figure it out i've been with dive buddies i couldn't stand i've been with dive buddies i've had to tow back to the shore i've been with dive buddies i've had to loan gear to or you know, their their gear was malfunctioning or something. So what is it that makes a good dive buddy? So as I got to thinking about this, I actually reminded myself of a workshop that I taught back, I don't know, probably the early 2000s. And it was a workshop on being a dive buddy. I completely forgot that I had done that until I started kind of working through you know, building out my mind map for the show. And I think I'm going to hold another workshop on how to be a good dive buddy. You know, what, what does it really take to be a good dive buddy? But I'll tell you straight up for me, a good dive buddy, number one is, and and it's, and it's not going through and checking what kind of gear they have and asking them types of experience and making sure that you're not BSing your own experience and they're not B.S.ing their own experience. I think the first thing I look for is what kind of experiences do they have? And I think that's the question I always ask. So what, you know, what kind of diving have you done? And I always tend to ask open ended questions. What kind of diving have you done? When's the last time you dove? I try to stay away from the certification stuff because there are so many certifications. I mean, a lot of people that do advanced dives, okay. They get five more dives under their belt. And then who knows when the last time that they've been diving or maybe they've been through a rescue course, but it was 25 years ago. So I try to stay away from those type of questions around certifications, but it's more, and and how many dives they have. I tend to ask more questions about, you know, so what kind of diving have you done? What kind of diving do you like to do? Tell me more about your diving history. I try to ask open-ended questions, but that's me looking for a buddy. So, Really what we're trying to do here is how do we help you become a better dive buddy? So with that said, I am going to do a workshop. I'll start working on it today. I'm going to build out a workshop, revamp some of my old notes on how to become a good dive buddy. So that's that's first and foremost. But today, listen to this podcast. What do I tell you? To become a better dive buddy, number one on the wrist, on, on the uh, on the list is take a rescue course because rescue a good rescue course, not one where they just rubber stamp it and you get to go through one that really is going to test you is going to test a little bit you know test a little bit that in you know intestinal fortitude can you solve problems underwater can you solve problems for your buddy underwater do you get stressed do you freak out when you get a regulator ripped out of your mouth you know can you know do you have good swimming skills take a rescue course now with that said if you haven't taken an advanced course that needs to be your next step i don't care if you've got 200 dives find a competent instructor that is going to show you new techniques and introduce you to new environments for your advanced course. As a bare minimum, yeah, maybe, maybe you do the, the Saturday 3-dive, Sunday 2-dive course, but really what I would encourage is find somebody that's going to mentor you in an advanced course. And even if you do have 200 dives, you're going to learn things that you didn't know before about setting up a dive, whether it be a night dive or a low-visibility dive, in different dive conditions a lot of people will do an advanced course down to Cozumel and then they come back to to Idaho and they're crap divers because they're not used to diving low visibility or cold water and that may not be your thing right you may be that diver who only does dive vacations but I got to tell you diving in environments that are not what you are used to makes you a much better diver when you're having to dive gear that's a little bit heavier or thicker wetsuits and just the fact that you're getting in the water more. But knockout rescue. Rescue is going to help you be more self-sufficient. A good rescue course is going to help you be more self-sufficient. Is going to help you with different problems that your buddy might run into. It's going to help you with stress reduction. And it's going to make you more confident. Take an advanced course. And and by the way, if you've got several dives in, don't just blow off the advanced course as just checking it off. Get with that instructor. Have that instructor push you. Ask that instructor a lot of questions. That's why you're paying the money for it. Get into different types of diving situations. My advanced course, we don't do five dives. We actually do a few more dives than that, but, but it's also done with mentoring, learning more about the gear, learning more about different dive conditions and things like that. But going through and learning more about how you dive deep, how you navigate, things like that. That is going to make you a better dive buddy. If you're going to go to some place like a Cozumel where they've got drift, or you're going to go to some place like Rotan where you've got opportunity for, for deeper wrecks, take specialty courses. That's going to make you, again, it gives you more experience. It gives you a chance to be mentored. It gives you a chance to talk with the, the instructor, tell them what kind of dive conditions you've been in and what kind of dive conditions you want to be in. And a good instructor is going to help you get ready for those different types of conditions. If you want to start diving out in Puget Sound, your experience in Rotan or someplace in Mexico or down in Florida is not going to prepare you for diving in the Pacific Northwest going up to Puget Sound. You know, colder water, deeper water, darker water, dry suits, all that kind of stuff, right? Finding an instructor that's going to help you get ready to, I mean, this is all about following your life adventure, right? It's not just diving. I hope at this point, if you're listening, it's not just that you're going out to do a dive. That there's actually something that's behind that. That you're looking for something that is going to, you know, really spark something else in your life. So... Take a rescue course. It, uh, Knock at your advanced course if you, if you have not already done that. Specialties will help you out because it, you gain confidence. As a dive buddy, as a dive buddy, you should never be in a situation with your buddy that you are not prepared to dive in. And I see this happen all the time. It happens to me a lot. I get onto a dive site, I'm diving with a different shop, or I'm diving with a different club, or I'm visiting, going down to California to work, and I hook up with a local dive group. And what happens is, as soon as they find out that I am an instructor, you know, you know so you know, dive master, instructor, you know, that, that thing, they suddenly wanna put the diver with me with the least amount of experience or less experience, right? As a good dive buddy, you wanna have just as much, if not more experience than your dive partner. I'm going to say that again. As a good dive buddy, I mean, it, you don't want you don't want to be the weak link in this, right? Now, granted, you're going to be in situations, and and this happens where you are with a with another diver who's got more experience, and if you have at least have that rescue, and at least have that advance, it puts you at a level where you can handle things should they go wrong with your dive buddy. The other one is buoyancy control. Man, I hate, I absolutely hate it when I get with a diver and they're stepping on the reef or I look down and they're standing on their fins in the sand. And why instructors let people get away with this in open water is beyond me. Or they're sitting on their butt so mastering buoyancy and there is no better place to do that than pool work and if you're struggling with it find an instructor to help you out a good instructor is going to give you different exercises that you can do and different tasks that are going to push your limit one of the things i like to do with my divers is we'll float a finger reel up we'll lock that finger reel off let's say we're diving in an 18-foot well or a 15-foot well, what I'll do is I'll lock that finger reel off at 8 feet and have them maintain buoyancy at 8 feet and work on that till they get it down. Because, I mean, if you, can, if you can maintain buoyancy in 8 feet and you're not rising up and falling down and crashing down and that kind of stuff, and you're just kind of hanging out, you're not flailing your arms, other divers, good divers respond to that. They see those skills. If you can do it in 8 feet, you can do it in 80 feet. So don't be the diver that's flailing around, waving their arms. I mean, you're supposed to be using your fins, not your... I mean, this is, you know, you paid a lot of money for those fins. Let's go ahead and get our, you know, go and get our full value of them. Know how to put your gear together. I've been on dive sites where divers are putting their first stage onto their tank backwards or the valve is turned the wrong way or the regulators are the wrong way or they don't know how to connect things and that starts out a dive really really bad because your your dive buddy loses confidence in you and inevitably I watch I mean cuz I watch a lot of divers as they're putting their gear together this is what I see that happens more times than what I like to admit One dive buddy is struggling with their gear, so they ask their other dive buddy. In fact, I actually saw this happen about two weeks ago. First dive buddy is struggling putting together their gear, so their their dive buddy steps in, helps them to put their gear together, and then that buddy goes back to putting their own gear back together after helping out the buddy, and they've forgotten a step. They forgot to hook up an inflator hose. They forgot to turn on air. They forgot to grab a mask. And as a dive buddy, if you're sucking away that energy and you're sucking away that that attention to detail that your other dive buddy has, you are setting them up for failure. So know how to put your gear together. Buddy checks or gear checks are after you put the gear together, not as you're in the middle of the process. And I see this happen on a dive site. On a Thursday night dives, it probably happens every week because we get a lot of different divers up there and I see divers who have got 5, 10, 15, 20 or more dives, still not know the basics of putting their gear together. Or it's been so long that they, that they forget to put it together. And sure enough, they, they zap away energy from somebody else. I gotta tell you, as you know, when I get assigned a dive buddy or I have to pick up a dive buddy and, and if they're not putting their gear together right First thing I do is I'm like, hey, hold on, let me get my gear together, and I'll, I'll come over and, and, and help you out. I don't trust that diver for the rest of the dive. I don't care if they've got 150 divers. If they screw up and don't have their gear together, I know that their head is not into the game. And I, I know that I'm, my dive is going to be more about taking care of them than what it is about really enjoying my own dive. And, and that's wrong. I mean, I paid a lot of money on a trip, or I've taken time to travel somewhere, and if I'm not working as a dive master, if I'm not working as an instructor, I shouldn't be in a situation where I'm teaching you or coaching you on putting your gear together. And now that may sound a little harsh, and and honestly, I probably make a better escort than I do a date when it comes to diving, because I, I'm really good about making sure that people are squared away. You know, if you know, pay me, I'll take you out diving. You know, cover my expenses, I'll take you out diving, and I'm great at that aspect because now my head is in the game, of being your guide or being your escort or whatever, right? But when I show up on a dive site, you know, I've I've dr- traveled up to British Columbia. And I'm going to go out on a dive charter. My job that day is to go out and enjoy diving because I've paid for that trip. And I've paid the full price. I didn't pay a discount. My job should not be helping you put your gear together. So if you want to be a good dive buddy, do one of two things. You either hire someone to be your dive buddy for the day. And they're going to make sure everything is squared away that so you have a great time. Or you become a better dive buddy by Well, we start out taking, make sure you've got an advanced course, make sure you've got a rescue course, having great buoyancy, and now making sure that you get your gear put together. So other things that make a good dive buddy, I was kind of going through, it's like, you know, setting expectations. We always talk about diving your plan and planning your dive. And you need to do that with your buddy. How deep are you going to go? How long are we going to go? What activities do you want to do? I love hanging out with photographers. I'm not a great photographer. That's not really where my my passion is. And so I love getting assigned with photographers because usually they've got really good buoyancy. They've got a task that they're on. And while they're sitting there and they're hanging out and they're taking pictures of whatever it is that they're taking pictures of, usually down, down in the coral, I can be hanging out and I can check over on them and they're kind of doing their thing. Now, by the way, photographers are horrible dive buddies at times because they like to really be focused on their picture and they're usually not checking on you. So in those cases, I try to stay kind of close by, make eye contact with my my photographer dive buddy every now and then just to make sure that they're squared away. I'm usually checking the time for them. Again, being a good dive buddy, I'm making sure that I'm, that I'm checking bottom time. I'm checking depth and things like that because their mindset is in another area. So part of me being a good dive buddy is monitoring them for their safety. And these are things that we talk about. We set out expectations in the beginning. Hey, you're taking pictures. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be kind of cruising around. I've got my little magnifying glass that I like to look at the small things in the coral, And I might shoot some pictures with my GoPro. But my thing is I'm just going to go down relax and check stuff out. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do to be a good dive buddy is I'm going to be monitoring depth. I'm going to be monitoring time. And I'm just going to make sure there's nothing big coming up behind you to bite you in the butt while you're taking pictures. Okay, so that's how I become a good dive buddy. Now, what I would expect of that person as a good dive buddy is maybe on the next dive, we do something a little bit different. Maybe things that I want to do. But for the most part, again, I like hanging out with photographers. I've got people that I enjoy diving with that I'll actually let them take the lead. My part of being a good dive buddy, you go where you want to go. I'm going to hang out with you. I'm going to make sure that we're staying safe. I'm going to make sure that You know, should you get tangled up in something? I'm going to point things out to you because you might be looking more down into the, you know, down into the very tiny world of things. I'm going to be looking out for big stuff like the big turtle that you miss swimming over your head or the, the, the mori eel that comes swimming by you. I'm going to try to point those things out to you. Again, that's me being a good dive buddy feedback. I've talked about my feedback model in the past. You can go back and check other, you know, check some some more of the, uh, you know, a few months ago, you know, I talked I talked about how I provide feedback of, hey, here's what the purpose is, here's what I've observed, here's what the impact is, all right, so that's that's good communication, setting those expectations, providing feedback, making sure. Now, by the way, if I take a trip with someone, I want to make sure we've got similar budgets, and this started when I very first became a diver because I had a pretty limited budget. And so I'd find divers with other similar budgets. There's nothing that sucks more. For me, there's nothing that sucks more that when I go with somebody who has got an extravagant budget, right? They're going to dive the best dive boat and they're going to do, you know, they're going to go out to eat every single night. And I'm the guy who's like, I can go down and buy a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter. And, and as long as I'm diving, I'm happy. But it makes it for really uncomfortable conversations so we can't really hang out with each other if that other person is eating... 40 to $60 meals every night. And during lunch, they're eating 20 or $30 lunches. We're not going to be paired up real well. We're not going to have a chance to really share things on that, on that dive trip. So try to find someone with a similar budget. And by the way, it, the reverse is true as well. It really sucks to be the person who's going to go out. And I've done dive trips where it's like, you know what? I'm not, you know, I'm going to splurge a little bit. I'm not going to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm going to eat out. I'm not going to have time for cooking. And I really don't want to stay in the room. And I've got somebody that I want to hang with, and they really don't have that. So I wind up having to cover their, you know, cover their expenses. And so you just want to make sure that, that if you've at least got similar budgets or you've had the discussion of, hey, I'll tell you what, you drive and I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that we're taking care of my meals. It's all about setting those, those expectations. And, and when it comes to budget, you really need to make sure that, that you do that then after that obviously things like you know making sure that you do a good buddy check making sure that you're not swimming away from your from your buddy making sure that that and even with my photographer buddies when i go diving with them i take pictures of them taking pictures a good dive buddy is taking pictures of the person that they're diving with that's a great way to build more value into the dive I mean, my photographer buddies have taken some really cool pictures of me diving, right? So I need to at least, you know, be good at putting them into a frame or maybe shooting video and sharing that with them. Because then when we sit down and we do log books, then we've got experiences to share. I've got a little printer that I will take with me. A little printer is probably about the size. You know, I I can fit into something about the size of a shoebox, And I pack that with me and I can print off something for them and they can put it into their dive journal so just you know just making sure that that again being a good dive buddy is sharing those experiences I might go in and if I'm looking for postcards and I know that person does dive journaling the dive, most of the divers I dive with do dive journaling or even if they don't they get some kind of memento I'll go in as a dive buddy and I'll, I'll buy a sticker or I'll buy a postcard in some cases I'll buy a patch and just say, hey, thanks for being a good dive buddy, as long as they were a good dive buddy. But, you know, those are some of the different things that, that I'll do to make sure that I'm being a good dive buddy. But a lot of it, you know, we focus a lot in the water. And there's so many different things that we can do in the water. Again, making sure I've got good buoyancy, making sure I'm squared away as, as, I, as I am putting my gear together, as I enter the water, trying to ask for, you know, you know, little help as possible. I think a big one is not complaining. I hate diving with divers who complain. I don't care what kind of situation you're in, you're diving. And I've had people complain about everything from the crew to visibility to, you know, what, whatever it happens to be. I, for me, to be a good dive buddy, I learned to embrace the suck. Now, I get seasick faster than anybody you've ever seen. As a matter of fact, you know, in dive school, my, my call sign was chummer so if that tells you anything it didn't matter what kind of watercraft i got on i mean there's times i can be on a dock i'll look out across a dock If that dock is rocking up and down i i start feeling queasy it's just something that's in me and i don't know why i've tried a lot of different things now by the way there are you know the c bands help and the little patch i put behind my ear that helps but as far as being a good dive buddy i make sure that my seasickness does not interfere with somebody else's trip i embrace the suck I did that in Rotan a few months ago. I knew that my seasickness was going to impact my other divers. And we were only about, uh, well, we were about a half mile offshore. And I just asked the dive master, hey, are you okay if I get in and swim back? Well, his English was a little bit, you know, I think English is like his third language. Very good English, by the way, but it's still his third language. He thought that I meant that I was going to get in and just swim around the boat. Oh heck no! Rob gets in and decides with mass fins and snorkel he's going to swim back to shore a half mile and then walk a half mile back to the hotel. But I did it because I mean I had, had I'd hit a point where I knew that I was not going to be a good you know it was not going to be a good dive for me and I didn't want to impact my other divers. I'd be sitting there you know wretching over the side as they're trying to get in. So. There's other things that I mean. Obviously, if you're on a liveaboard, you can't really do things like that. But you have to look at the situation and say, how, as a dive buddy, how do I become less impactful to my fellow diver and really help them have a good dive? And conversely, hopefully, they're they're doing the same thing, that they're finding ways to to be a better dive buddy for you. And and when when you when you're setting out those expectations and you're providing feedback. Uh, with each other, and you're not doing stupid things like you know picking up coral, or I think the one I hate is when turtles come around, right? And I saw this happen a lot in Rotan. hanging back watching turtles, and all of a sudden somebody you know I'm videoing, and somebody moves right in on top of your shot, or when I've been out at even some place like Windover, where the bottom is like moon dust, and I'm and I'm videoing. You know, you know, taking GoPro shots of the springs, and somebody swims through and just and just mucks the entire place up. So it's things like that. People getting uh, themselves or myself tangled up in dive floats, not knowing how to do things like you know how to properly set a finger reel or or properly how to uh, inflate an SMB. Or they're waving their hands and, and mucking stuff up. So there's there's a lot of things that you, you know, a lot of things to take in consideration. But you know, again, good dive buddies have got rescue. They've been through advanced, obviously, to get to rescue. Good buoyancy skills, setting out expectations, planning out that dive, all those things, and 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 being organized, knowing how to put their gear together, not freaking out. About putting their gear together, all those things I think make a good dive but Any time that you have the opportunity to not take energy away from somebody else and the event that they're doing, and by the way, all of this lines up to how are we better people? How how are we better in relationships? How do we set expectations with our spouse? How do we provide feedback to our partner? Taking pictures of significant events or just fun events out for the day, and sending it—you know—sending those in text to a friend of yours. All those are things that build better relationships, and this is why I will always say, over and over again, that diving really helps to promote us as better people, as better citizens, as better partners, as better friends. Better workers. Because everything I just talked about, knowing how to set up your gear, man, when you go to work, if you're that guy or that gal that can't figure out for the umpteenth time how to open up Excel, it drives your coworkers crazy because you're pulling energy away from that. And those are things that you can't control. Now, granted, when you get into like pivot tables and things like that, you know, and this is my thing, yeah, I need to be shown a few things, right? But learn from that and don't keep going back and asking the same question over and over again with your partner or your spouse if, you know, helping them out by just taking a moment and doing something small. Grabbing the trash, washing some dishes, putting some things away. Handing them a warm towel as they get out of the shower. Having their coffee ready for them. Just little things that put energy back into the situation. Finishing up a dive, handing your dive buddy a Jolly Rancher because it helps to take that salt taste out of their mouth. Or if you're someplace like Windover, or if you're up in Washington where you get out and, and it's cold, have some warm tea for them. Just those little things, little things make great dive buddies, but it has to start with those basics of buoyancy and, and understanding how to get out of bad situations and, and having those rescue techniques and self-rescue and buddy rescue techniques. Don't just be a redundant air source. That is a problem. Get some skills, get some practice, get some good instruction. And that's what we need to be doing with everything that we do in life. In the end, remember, as long as you've got air, you're all right.